right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Hearts Sports Podcast. It is the Lonely Hearts Sports Podcast Bracketology uh, Special, where me and my co-host, the self-proclaimed The Better Host, uh, we will be making our bracket predictions for the Men's Division One NCAA Basketball Tournament. Uh, this is an episode that I have been looking forward to practically the entire year because I love March Madness. I love the craziness that the tournament brings. The, these two weeks are kind of kind of special, I guess I would say, because I really that like, you know, I just I'm at loss for words here. I'll admit it. like the, these two weeks, like with this tournament. The last couple of years, we didn't have, like, it wasn't the tournament that we always have. COVID canceled the 2020 version. 2021 was a bubble version. Now we're in 2022. We're back to normal. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the tournament being, like, I'm just looking forward to this tournament. I always do. One of the best sporting spectacles or sporting events in all of North American sports, the NCAA tournament. I, Jake, I know you're looking forward to the tournament. I know this is an episode you've been looking forward to as well. Am I right? Oh, I mean, like you said, it's one of the best tournaments. I put this right up there with NHL playoffs for myself. I just love how big the tournament it is, and it's one game elimination, so anything can happen. Um, it, the upsets in this tournament are what make the tournament what it is. Honestly. Exactly. And you just look forward to it every year. and just finally happy that it's just back to normal. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I have for one game elimination tournaments, I have this right up there with I have this right up there with the knockout stage of the uh, of the World Cup because honestly, me being a soccer fan, obviously as you know, anything can happen in that turn in that tournament as well. But the thing is though is like the upsets here um, are the upsets here are more unpredictable than in the World Cup. And also, I just enjoy making brackets. Um, as, as this episode, as I mentioned in this episode, we're going to be discussing the bracket picks that we will be making and we'll go region game by game, region by region in a group that we set up on ESPN tournament challenge, which is called lonely heart sports pod. You can, anybody can join that no charge at all. No buy-in. You can have multiple entries. So let's get right into it. We'll start in the round of 64 and we'll work our way down until we declare a champion in each of our brackets. We'll start off in the West region with the number one overall seed Gonzaga Bulldogs out of the West Coast Conference, taking on the 16th seed out of the Sun Belt, the Georgia State Panthers. And thanks for coming, Georgia State. Thanks for coming, Georgia State. We really don't need to go into this that much. It's a matter of how far Gonzaga is going to go in this tournament. I don't see Gonzaga losing. One seed's only lost once to a 16th seed one time in the entire history of the tournament. Um, so we'll move on. We're both picking Gonzaga. If you pick Georgia State, you probably just like their logo better, I guess, or you like the name Panthers better than Bulldogs. Am I right? That'd be it'd be like a woman picking by like the yeah, just the kind of the name she likes better. That's the only way that uh, Georgia State's being picked coming out of here. Yeah, if you don't know anything about college basketball, like if you're some if you're a guy or girl that uh, just sees Panthers or Bulldogs and you look and you look at the logos or their colors, you got to do that. But it's a whatever there for that. Um, we're going to move on to the next matchup, 8v9. Boise State, 8 seed out of the Mountain West, taking on 9 seed Memphis out of the American. 
Now, now, typically, 8v9 matchups, they these matchups can go either way in the history of the tournament, kind of like a 50-50 matchup here. Looking at the strengths and weaknesses of both teams, I'll get into Boise State first. Their strengths include their defense, where they rank in the top 40 in the country, and they're also one of the better defensive rebounding teams as well. Whereas looking at Memphis, they rank number five in offensive rebounding, and they also are one of the better teams on defense, not in the top 40, but it's a relative strength of theirs. Boise State's main struggle is that they can't shoot, they can't make free throws. They rank in the bottom half of the country of all teams, whereas Memphis can't, can't handle the ball well. They rank in the bottom half of all teams in the nation with ball handling, and ball, poor ball handling leads to turnovers there. But, but I mean, anything can happen here. Where, where does your head and your heart lie in this matchup here? Um, so I actually am going to be taking the nine seed Memphis out of this matchup. Um, like I said, I just like looking at their uh, both of these two teams' records versus top twenty-five teams. Memphis is three and one against top twenty-five, whereas Boise is a one and zero. And I like the fact that Memphis is almost scoring six more points a game than Boise is. And you can look at their, I guess you can look at their defensive stuff, but. Boise, it does only give up 60 points a game, but I'm, I'm taking Memphis here. I just like the fact that they had, <clears throat> excuse me, just those ranked wins, and they finished the regular season 10-1 uh, and one after coming back from their December COVID pause. So, I mean, they're coming down, they're hot. Um, they're, you know they're great at defense, and they're that goes without saying. Um, and I think this is like one of those situations where Memphis just got hot at the right time. Understandable there. I completely under. I completely get what you're saying there. I mean, my I was leaning more towards. Bo- I was leaning more towards Boise State. I mean, Memphis isn't favored to win by all that much. Only favored to win by two and a half as of right now. And when you do and looking at like you know simulations and everything here, um, it's kind of like 50-50 in terms of who can win head to head. But I'm going to look at how hot Memphis has been after their COVID spell back in December. I'm going to look at their record against top 25 teams as well. And I'm going to take Memphis over Boise State as well. So it's not really an upset because of how 50-50 it is, but I'm taking Memphis too. We're going to move into our next matchup here between five-seed five seed UConn out of the Big East and 12-seed New Mexico State out of the WAC. Now, looking at their strengths and weaknesses here, UConn ranks number two in the country in offensive rebounding, and defense is one of their relative strengths as well. Looking at New Mexico State, their strengths include their offensive rebounding ability where they are in the top 40, and they're one of the better defensive teams in the country as well. UConn, on the one, on, when it comes to their struggles, they can't. They just have trouble shooting the ball accurately. They rank in the bottom half of all teams within their shooting accuracy percentage. And New Mexico State actually struggles with ball handling, ranking in the bottom half of all teams in the nation as well. Now, I don't know much about New Mexico State, mainly just because I do not. I'm going to be honest. I don't follow the. Uh, I don't follow the WAC. Um, so. Jake, if you've got any more insight on New Mexico State, then bring that there, and maybe I can sw- maybe I can sway my mind here. Um, yeah. So with New Mexico State, what I look at with this team is their two tall guards that they play with uh, underneath Teddy Allen, 
and uh, Jabari Rice. Um, both their guards, like I said, big guards are to get a combined averaging 31 and a half points a game. And just them being the taller guards as well makes this New Mexico team more of a threat on the offensive boards, which you know is huge when it comes to basketball games. Games are just won and lost based on the fact of an offensive rebound here or there. Um, and yes, I know New Mexico State was 26 and 6 this year. I think they're better than what their record shows. And I do think this is one of those upset spots. I mean, we always see like 12 v 5 is a very common upset to happen. I'm going to take New Mexico State in this game. I just, and if you look back at, at like, I just like teams. This is kind of just uh, a little biased by me, but I like teams that have big guards and it just gives any team really issues, especially if teams do have smaller guys. So I think New Mexico will upset UConn in this game. Um, I think New Mexico will keep it close. I think they'll keep it close. I mean, I'm going to take UConn. And again, that's just because, like I said, even though based off what you told me, I really don't know much about New Mexico State. I'd have to do a little bit more research on my end. UConn has, I think that UConn is better than their 23-9 record. So I will be taking UConn just on the basis of what I know more about them compared to what I know about New Mexico State. Obviously, I'm not going to discredit, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to discredit what you said there because obviously, obviously, like, you know more about New Mexico State than I did. So we'll see where we stray from that matchup here. Um, Looking into the next matchup, we've got four seed Arkansas out of the SEC taking on the 13 seed Vermont Catamounts out of the America East. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, looking at their strengths and weaknesses for both teams here, Arkansas is one of the better defensive teams in the nation, being in the top 40, and they're one of the better free-throw shooting teams in the nation as well. Vermont is one of the better teams at defensive rebounding and shooting accuracy. They're actually one of the best in the nation, actually. They rank in the top 20 in both categories. But both, uh, Arkansas struggles at th- three-point shooting accuracy, and Vermont struggles at offensive rebounding, re- where they rank in the bottom half of all teams in the nation. And as you had mentioned there, if you're struggling to often get an offensive board, you're going to struggle to get some, you're going to struggle to get points. And that could cost you, that can cost you in the game there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, um, I like, I just like SEC basketball now. Um, like we, we have talked about this before, but the SEC basketball is becoming more, more competitive, just like their football is. And it's uh, becoming itself a one of the better college basketball conferences in the NCAA. Um, so I do like Arkansas in this game, but I also do think that this Arkansas team cannot sleep on Vermont. I think that this Vermont team also is another team that does not playing their, excuse me, their seeding does not show how good this team is, but I just like, I just like Arkansas. I've liked them all season. Like I said, that SEC is a tough to play. And with the 25 and eight record, I mean, kind of hard not to. Yes. They, um, they do lack size and perimeter shooting, but I think they have the depth they need to make a run. And that's another thing you need in NCAA tournament is that depth. And they have players that can come out the bench and make plays for them. Exactly. So we're taking number four, Arkansas here. So my thing is, is that, like you said, the SEC is becoming a conference where it's showing out to be not just a one and done year for everybody being basketball schools. 
they're it's more along the lines of like the SEC is actually making a splash and saying, hey, we're we can be a basketball conference now, not just Kentucky and everybody else. Um, so you the Arkansas Razorbacks have been one of the better teams in the nation on a consistent basis, and they have the depth to, and they have and they have good depth too, like you said. So because of how the SEC overall has been as a conference, I'm not going to count Vermont out totally. And I do think that I do think maybe they have a pretty decent chance to pull off the upset, but not enough for me to be convinced to pick them in my bracket. I'm taking Arkansas. We're moving on to our next matchup, which is the sixth seed Alabama Crimson Tide, also out of the SEC, taking on the winner of the play-in game, first four play-in between Rutgers and Notre Dame, who who will be the 11th seed in that in this matchup here. Now, I'm gonna be honest. I hate picking matchups like this because you don't know who's gonna win the play. You don't know who's gonna win the play in first four game, and then you kind of have to throw two different scenarios in here because you are you only know about one team being in the tournament, like actually in the tournament, but then you have to have, then you have to take a look and figure out like, okay, who, if you were to choose the first four winner, who go like, who has the better chance? Like, I think if Rutgers goes through, I think Rutgers has a better chance to be Bama than Notre Dame does just because Notre Dame in ACC basketball hasn't been fantastic. I I know they were the two seed in the ACC tournament, but they, they lost been, like, their first game. No, they lost their first game in the ACC tournament, yep. and now they find themselves in a first four-in situation where they're going to have to play Wednesday against Rutgers. And I, I, I think no matter what, though, I think Bama, I no matter who they who plays, I'm taking Bama in this game just based on the fact. I mean, they beat two number one overall seeds this year in Baylor and Gonzaga. Um, they beat the three and a four and a five seed as well this season. But yes, I could. You could then go say to me, "Well, they are still only nine and thirteen on the season." Nineteen and, and thirteen, but nineteen yes, and thirteen. Excuse me. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were right around five hundred in the SEC this year. But I, I still am liking this this Alabama team just based on the fact that the caliber wins they have this season. Um, so I'm going to take Bama no matter who they play, Rutgers or Notre Dame. Um, like I said, if Rutgers beats Notre Dame, I think Rutgers gives Bama more of a fight than Notre Dame does but still does not change my mind of who I think is going through. I mean, like I said, I can't base this off of like who plays who first and then go from and then have them play out and then go three different scenarios. And I don't want to do two or three different scenarios either. So knowing like how Alabama can be like when Alabama's actually on their game, Alabama can be a very good, very good team and a tough team to beat. Notre Dame, Looking at it from a playing perspective, they have been very inconsistent all season. Rutgers, like you said, they're probably going to beat Notre Dame, but I don't think that they'll beat Alabama. I'm going to take Alabama as well. And we, with that there, we will then move on to our next matchup, 3v14, the three-seed Texas Tech Red Raiders out of the Big 12, taking on 14-seeded Montana State out of the Big Sky. Now, Looking at this matchup here, Texas Tech is actually one of the better teams in the country. And in my opinion, they kind of got screwed out of being a two seed. I thought they would have been a two seed, not being a three. Um, They do rank number two in the country in defense, and they are one of the better teams in the country offensive rebounding. Um, Montana State 
they are one of the better defensive team rebounding teams in the nation. And they also are one of the better shooting accuracies over accuracy teams in the country on a, on a relative basis as well. Um, both teams struggle at ball handling though, where they rank in the bottom 50% of all teams in the nation. But I mean, my thing is, is that like, I can't see Montana state winning this game at all. Uh, Texas tech has actually just been one of the best teams in the nation uh, overall, in my opinion. Um, so I do think that Texas, I do think that Texas tech will win this game. What about you, sir? Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think my, I don't think Montana state is experienced enough. Um, and like you said, this Texas tech team has been one of the best, um, teams in the country this season. I, they could have honestly been a two seed. Um, but it is what it is, but I'm taking Texas Tech. I don't. I think this game's a blowout. I don't see any way Montana State wins this game. But then again, it is March, and anything can happen. Exactly. With that being said, we move on to our next matchup in in the West region. Number seven, Michigan State out of the Big Ten, taking on number ten, Davidson out of the Atlantic Ten. Um, this game, kind of like seven v tens or like eight v nines, fifty fifty. Anything can really happen here. The Spartans, um, both teams in both teams rank in the top twenty in shooting three pointers in the country, and Michigan State is also known for their free throw shooting ability, and Davidson is just known for their scoring ability as well, ranking in the top twenty in that. Um, Davidson can, has struggles at offensive rebounding, and Michigan struggles at ball handling. Both of them. In those and their respective struggles rank in the bottom half of the country on on both of those abilities there. Now, I don't like. I kind of want to know where you're going leaning towards this before I say who I'm going to pick here, sir. Um. Okay. So I'm I'm on the fence about this game. Um. Fun fact. Uh. Davidson's leading scorer in Forest Lawyer, uh, lawyer actually spent the last three years at Michigan State. Um. So now he gets to see his former team. Revenge game. Yeah. Revenge game. Um. And also the Bobcats have one of the best offenses in the league. I think they were ranked number 11 in offensive efficiency. Um, Wildcats. Yes. You said Bobcats, my guy. Sorry. That's all good. Um, And I, my fuck is late. <laughs> it um, is but um, I, I, I just, Tom is those teams always feel to me play so good once it comes tournament time. Um, And that's my issue with this. Like, you never, you rarely see a Michigan State team get eliminated in the round of 64. I think they might have only lost two or three times in the round of 64 under Izzo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to go based on the fact that the, that Izzo has the experience here and knows what it's going to take for these guys to be ready. I'm going to take Michigan State over Davidson. Death, Texas. Tom Izzo, Michigan State teams finding a way to at least get to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. With that being said, I'm taking Davidson. Mm. I'm taking Davidson. They, they, This Davidson team is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. I think Davidson would be a – this Davidson team – would be able to at least get out of the first two rounds, in my opinion, depending on their map. At least, well, at least out of the first round, because if they win their first round matchup, well, looking at looking at the bracket, 
I don't know if they have a chance to win their second round matchup, but we'll see. We'll we'll cut. We'll take a look there when it comes time. But I'm going to take Davidson um, out of this matchup, and they're going to advance to the round of 32. We then move on to our final matchup in the West region for the round of 64. I feel and, like this is this is just like the Gonzaga game. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why I said like maybe Davidson doesn't have a chance. Like Duke, Cal State Fullerton. Thanks for coming out, Cal State Fullerton. Um, although I will say this, Duke has lost to a 15 seed as a two seed once. This isn't that year, though. No, this isn't that year. Oh, there's no way Coach K goes out on his farewell tour uh, getting eliminated in the round of 64. I, I mean, think, that I would be this, hilarious, I, but. I, I mean, I would love to see it, but I don't think that these kids are going to be playing for him. And, I mean, they're the two seed. They kind of screwed their way out of their own one seed, but it is what it, it is. Exactly. Exactly. We're moving on to the East region. Um, well, 1v16 matchups are going to be practically, thanks for coming out, 16 seeds. Um, you've got Baylor, uh, Baylor number one in the East from the Big 12, taking on the Norfolk, Norfolk State Spartans out of the MIAC. Um, and... I mean, my thing is, is like, you know, thanks for coming out, Norfolk State. Glad that you made the tournament. Baylor won. Uh, Baylor's going to win this matchup. They're going to face the 8-9 uh, seed. Agreed. Agreed. More, I mean, yeah, you, there's nothing more to say for that game. No, there's really not. Moving on to 8-9, v we've got 8-seed North Carolina out of the ACC taking on the 9-seed Marquette Golden Eagles out of the Big East. Once again, we reach an 8-9 matchup, and obviously, as we know, anything can happen here. Looking at the strengths and weaknesses of both teams, Carolina is one of the best teams in the country in defensive rebounding, actually ranking number two in the entire country, and they're one of the better teams uh, when it comes to free throw shooting, too. They always have been in a way, though, but overall, they just struggle at defense in general, where they rank in the bottom half of all teams. Whereas Marquette relative Marquette's relative strengths are shooting accuracy and free throw shooting as well, but they um, but they do struggle at at offensive rebounding there. So if you're struggling at offensive rebounding, going up against the number two team in the country in defensive rebounding, there's a good chance that the team that can out rebound you. There, there's a good chance that if you're going to get out rebounded like that, that you should win the game here. Um, and I'm going to be a biased Tar Heel support, supporter right now. And I'm going to take Carolina because, well, I can't pick them not to win in the round of 64. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm also taking North Carolina in this game. If this North Carolina team um, can play the play the way we saw them play against Duke in the last regular season home game, uh, or at the last regular season game against Duke, um, I – I like the way they play. They played a fast, up-tempo offense, and I really do think they can run on this Marquette team if they just get the ball moving. And I do think North Carolina probably wins by at least 10 points here. Fair I'm, that enough. Com- I'm that confident in North Carolina to win this game. And based on how we're and based on how the luck we have on this podcast, North Carolina will then lose in the first round. So Nice to know that. Nice to know that the run ends before it even begins. Um, uh, all joking aside, we move into our next matchup here 
5v12 St. Mary's five seat out of the West Coast Conference taking on the potential winner of the play-in game first four matchup between Wyoming and Indiana. Um, I think St. Mary's is actually just too good compared to both of these teams. I mean, Wyoming had a good run, obviously making it into the tournament. Indiana also went on a surprise run as well, getting into the tournament as well. But I think St. Mary's is actually one of the is actually too good for either of these two teams, uh, especially since St. Mary's was actually able to beat Gonzaga in the regular season, and since they're one of the better defensive teams in the country, not only as on overall defense but defensive rebounding there. But I mean, is there anything that anything that may convince you otherwise? Um, so I, I see St. Mary's getting booted first round, no matter who they play. I really? Mean, I, yeah. I, I love both Wyoming and the Hoosiers this season. Um, I mean, clearly we have seen, I mean, the Hoosiers aren't ranked that high. Um, but they made an, they made a nice run in the big 10 tournament. Um, and we saw how that ended with the bank shot Um, they got booed in the semifinals. And I just think why if they play Wyoming, I just think Wyoming is just so def- like offensively and defensively sound. Like I just think like they this is a team that will take care of the ball and they will play good defense. And th- this Wyoming team does get to the line a lot. Um, but I yeah I see St. Mary's being booted out of this tournament in the first round, no matter who they see. So I'm going with the winner of Wyoming Indiana. Okay, so you're going to take the 12, I'm going to take the 5. So we're getting some differences here again. All right, next matchup in the East, we've got 4-seed UCLA out of the Pac-12 taking on 13-seed Akron out of the MAC. Um, UCLA, final four, uh, final four, par- uh, final four uh, participant last season. They rank number four in the country in ball handling and are one of the better scoring teams in the country. But they can't shoot the ball accurately to save their lives. They rank number 146 in that category, whereas Akron's relative strengths include scoring and shooting accuracy, falling just outside the top 40. They can't make free throws, though. But the thing is, though, is that, I mean, my heart goes with UCLA. I feel like UCLA should win this game. Um I mean, they did lose the turn the conference uh, tournament final to Arizona, but the thing is, though, is like I feel like this UCLA team. They brought back five. They brought back four starters. Yeah, I was just gonna say they brought back the core of their team that took them to the semifinal or yeah to the uh, final that- four last year, and I just think that this team um, can just outrun this Akron team. I mean. Akron is one of the slowest playing teams in the country. Um, if you look at their tempo and I just think UCLA is just too strong. Um, they didn't have clearly their best season, um, but they still managed to get a four seed out of it. And I just think this team is just too good. I I, think- I, I look for another deep run for this UCLA team. Cause I, I did like them. I know the tournament wasn't like normal last year, but I liked the run they had last year. And they're a big, big team. They only have one starter under six, seven. Exactly. I mean, my thing is, is I'm agreeing with you there. I think UCLA could potentially go on a deep run here in the tournament. Um, it all depends on how. It all depends on like all what dominoes fall in their favor as well. Um, 
We then so with that being said, we will now move into our next matchup here. Six seed Texas out of the Big Twelve taking on eleven seed Virginia Tech out of the ACC. And looking at the strengths and weaknesses here, Texas is number 12 in the country in defense, and they are also one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the country. But they can't shoot a three-pointer to save their lives. They rank in the bottom half of three-point shooting accuracy. Whereas on the other side, the Hokies excel at both shooting three-pointers and overall shooting accuracy, ranking in the top 20 in both of those. But they rank 168th in the nation when it comes to offensive rebounding. But Virginia Tech has just gone on an amazing run where they ended up winning the entire ACC tournament. And I think they can carry their momentum into this game against Texas and actually cause the upset. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going horns down. Virginia Tech's going through. Um, this this um, just as momentum they're gonna that uh, Virginia Tech will be carrying after knocking Duke off in the ACC championship. Um, and Texas, in my opinion, has been one of the most inconsistent teams all season against like good basketball teams. They yeah no they didn't beat that. they didn't beat um. They haven't. They didn't beat a um a big uh, tournament team up until I believe it was like the end of January. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Texas honestly has been one of the most inconsistent teams in the country. Like you said, horns down, um, horns down for Texas. Fatek, Hokies, you're going on to the round of 32, in my opinion. Um, I do. Let's move on to our next matchup. Number three, Purdue out of the Big Ten, taking on Ivy League's very own Yale Bulldogs. Um, Purdue's going to win this game. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, in my honest opinion, Purdue's been one of the better – Purdue, another, like, one another team that's actually been one of the better teams in the nation. They excel at scoring and shooting accuracy, ranking in the top 20. I mean – Yale has been good at defensive rebounding and overall defense, but I mean, Purdue just like is better, um, pretty much better than Yale in almost every single category that you can think of. I can't see Yale winning, winning this game. Me, I agree with you. This is Purdue's game. Um, but I also love this Purdue team. Like you said, they've been one of the best teams in the country this season. And I, I think I honestly think they're this is another team that's going to take a deep run into into the tournament, and I honestly could see them being a Final Four team. Um, their only issue is for me with Purdue is their defense isn't as elite as you would say their offense is. Um, it, it they're ranked around 100 in defensive efficiency. But this it doesn't matter for this first game anyways because this Yale team, I don't think, has enough offensive power to be able to take down this Purdue team. Yeah, no, you are 100% correct there. I mean, I think we both are on the same page here, so we'll move on to our next matchup here, which is the seven-seed Murray State Racers out of the Ohio – out of the Ohio Valley, taking on the 10 seed San Francisco Dons out of the West Coast Conference. And I'm actually torn between this matchup, actually, because these teams are practically even. And based off of the research I was doing here, like I feel like either of these teams like could win this turn win this matchup, 
And either of these teams, like, just based on their overall style of play, could potentially, like, depending on how their second round match, like, if they their second round matchup does for either of them, could make it to at least the Sweet 16, potentially, um, with, with, with a little bit of luck. I mean, both teams are ranked in the top 40 in defense, and they're also one, and Murray State's one of the best scoring teams in the country. San Francisco is one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the country. Both of them can't make their free throws, though. Ranking in the bottom half of the country in all of all out of every team in literally every team there. And I mean, Murray State, as of right now, is only favored to win by one point, one single point. But the thing is, though, is like looking when you look at like when you look at like, you know, indexes and everything, San Francisco actually is has a better chance to win. So this is where like it's are you going to go with like computers or are you going to go with Vegas? And in my honest opinion, I mean, Murray State has only lost two games all season and they went 18 and 0. But the thing is, though, is you can say that the you can make the argument that the Ohio Valley Conference is actually weaker than the West Coast Conference, which is Gonzaga's. And because of that, I'm actually going to take the 10 7, the 10 over the 7 here. I'm taking San Francisco. Jakey boy. My mic was muted. Um, No, I am taking Murray State here. I mean, they come in on a 20-game winning streak. I mean, they finished 30-2 on the season. I know they don't have as tough of a conference, but it doesn't matter. You're on a 20-game winning streak. These guys are coming in hot, as hot can be. Um, I I don't see this San Francisco team beating this Murray State team. I think they're they're both talented. Both teams are talented on offense and defense. Um, but I, I just still like Murray state. I, I don't have a rhyme or reason for it. Um, I just think this might be the case where I'm just looking at this logo. I'm like, yeah, I, I might be pulling the logo thing here because I am not too familiar with these two teams, but I just know that Murray state has been on a heater and you look at that 30 and two, it's like, how do you bet against that? How do you go against Murray that? State. Understandable there. Um, so that's another game where we see a difference there between us. Let's close out the East region by saying hello and goodbye to St. Peter's out of the Mac. Um, I'm taking Kentucky, obviously. Are you taking Kentucky? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, Kentucky is I, one of the best in, teams in, in, my, in my opinion, I think could argument the best team in the country. Potentially, potentially could also go on a run too. Um, we say goodbye to the East for now, and we head to the South, and we say goodbye to the winner of the uh, play-in game, and we say goodbye to the winner of the first four matchup between Wright State and who do they play? Uh, Brian. Oh, goodbye. Arizona, moving on. Agreed. Pac-12 champions, number one seed for a reason. Next matchup, 8v9, practically even here again. Seton Hall out of the Big East, which is the 8th seed, taking on the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs out of the Big 12. And right now, looking at it, both teams are 
great offensive rebounding, great offensive rebounders. They rank, they uh, both rank in the top 40 in offensive rebounding. They also are rank. They also rank are rank highly in defense in the country as well. The only difference is there is that Seton Hall can't shoot, can't, can't shoot accurately ranking in the bottom half of all teams in the nation and TCU. They just can't make their free throws. Looking at the point spread here as of right now, it's practically a pickup. Like you literally just like pick and flip a coin and go for it, whatever. Um, looking at the indexes and simulations and everything, Seton Hall is favored. On, Seton Hall is only fifty three percent favored to win this game. Um, you know, honestly, eight v nines these matchups. I mean, both their records are not good. Twenty one and ten against twenty and twelve. I just like nine. I just like nine seeds beating eight seed. I like this. I like. I feel like eight eight seeds really don't do. I feel like eight seeds lose more to nine seeds, in my opinion, based off of what I know, based off of what I see. But I also could be wrong too. Um, I'm just gonna take the nine seed. See, I mean, uh, tech, uh, TCU, just based off of this. Like I said, I'm just doing a pick 'em at this point for this matchup. Uh, what are you leaning towards here? Um, I'm taking C and Hull just based on the fact that I love their guard, Jared Roden. Um, I think he's a stud and this team, this C and Hull team excels in offensive rebounding. And like I alluded to earlier, that's going to be huge come tournament time. Um, I, I know TCU doesn't give up a lot of threes, but I'm just taking C and Hull. Fair enough there. All right. We move on to 12 V five Houston. Uh, the five seed out of the American taking on 12 seed UAB out of conference USA. Now we've got two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum, actually offensive rebounding and defense Houston ranks in the top 20 in both of those categories. Whereas UAB is top 20 in the nation in shooting three pointers and scoring. So you have a top 20 defense going up against a top 20 offense, uh, offensive scoring team. They both can't make their free throws, though. They rank in the bottom half of the country in in that category. And Houston may have an 88% chance to win, but Vegas is only favoring them by eight as of right now. So maybe Vegas knows something that the computers don't. Um, Houston is a good team. I mean, I really want to take – I mean, I feel like I want to take Houston – but I haven't had an up. I haven't had a true upset yet from what I from what I'm looking at. So just because I haven't had a true upset yet, and you're gonna call me crazy on this, but I'm taking UAB. No, so am I. This was one of my big upsets in this year's tournament. I'm taking UAB as well, um, just based on the fact that I love Jelly Walker and how he and UAB's three overtime game, he willed that team to victory in that game. Fair um, enough. There. And then he he takes them in. They play Louisiana Tech in their in the CUSA uh, title game. He carried that team once again. Um, I think this team's coming in hot. Uh, they're exciting. They play with good pace, and they do a great job on the defensive side of the ball of creating turnovers. Um, yes, Houston is a good team. Don't get me wrong. I, they were what they were in last year's Final Four. Um, but I'm taking an upset here in UAB. Fair enough. There we've got upsets here. All right, moving on. To next matchup, 
four seed, uh, four seed Illinois out of the Big Ten, taking on the Chattanooga Mocks, the 13th seed out of the Southern Conference. Looking at strengths and weaknesses here, Illinois, Illinois strengths include offensive rebounding and scoring. They rank in the top 40 in offensive rebounding, where, uh, whereas Chattanooga is one of the better free-throw free throw shooting teams in the country where they rank in the top 40, and they're one of the better scoring teams in the nation as well. Illinois, on the other hand, can't make their free throws, but Chattanooga can't make three-pointers. Um, looking at the indexes and, semi and, and, and indexes and everything, Illinois has an 86% chance to win this game. But Vegas only favors them by seven and a half. So again, this is like U. This is like UAB in Houston. What does Vegas know that the computers don't? I mean, Illinois is Illinois isn't a terrible team, if, given their even though they have that twenty-two and nine record. But the thing is, though, is this is March. Anything can happen, and you know, honestly, I really don't. I I kind of consider the like. The South is like a region where I think the crazy, like where more create, like where more lower seeds can beat higher seeds. So I'm going to take Chattanooga over Illinois. You may disagree with me, but that's okay there. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there, just based on the fact that Illinois has probably one of the best players in the country, um, and Henny has one of the best names in the country as well, uh, Kofi Cockburn. Um, but Illinois, I mean, they were they were the one seed in the Big Ten for a reason. I mean. They're one of the most dominant teams all season, but they got bounced uh, to Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. But I'm still taking Illinois. I just think this team is too good uh, for them to be upset by Chattanooga. I mean, Chattanooga hasn't played a top 25 team at all this season. They get to go see a dominant team now in Illinois. And <clears throat> I just don't like the 13v4 upset. Um, considering I am going to have another one later in the bracket. Um, so I don't think two of those happen, so I'm taking Illinois. Fair enough there. Fair enough there. Moving on to our next matchup, six-seed Colorado State of the Mountain West taking on I don't know how this team got into the tournament at 17 and 14 out of the Big Ten. Um, Dave Portnoy is, is loving it, though. Um, the Michigan man, oh, God. Let's get this match. The uh, seventeen and fourteen. How the fuck are they in here? Jesus Christ. Um, Michigan. Looking at the strengths and weaknesses between both Colorado State and Michigan. Colorado is one of the better shooting accuracy teams and free throw shooting teams in the country, ranking in the top twenty in both of those categories. Michigan is a good defensive rebounding team and a good scoring team. Um, but Michigan struggles at defense. They rank in the bottom half of all teams in the nation. They've also been very inconsistent. And let's be honest, you do not want this game to get to the handshake line. Their head coach could lose it at any minute. He could snap at any second and start smacking assistant coaches of opposition of, of the opposing team around at any moment there. So just because of that, Jawan Howard's got a hot, just because Jawan Howard's got a hot head, um, and also my biasness of that I don't think Michigan belongs in this tournament. I'm taking Colorado State. I'm taking Michigan. I think I know you talked about Michigan's defense not being great, 
but Michigan State does not give up many – or Michigan, excuse me, not Michigan State. Michigan does not give up many three-pointers, and this Colorado team, they re, they don't live and die by a three, I would say, but they're a good three-point shooting team. And if this Michigan defense can hold that down, I do think Michigan takes this game. So you're not uh, – so I understand uh, – so I like where you're coming from on, like, the battle of live and die by the three there, sort of say. Like, if Colorado State can't – if Colorado State – isn't able to make as many threes as they've been able to all season on a game by game basis. That's where the game will be either won or lost. So I agreed there. Like I said, I'm just letting my personal bias get, I'm going to be honest. I'm letting my personal bias get the best of me more than facts, more than factual, uh, more than factual things. And I just don't think Michigan belongs in the tournament. So I want them out as soon as possible. I, I see where you're coming. I hate Michigan as well, but I do think Michigan wins this game. Fair enough there. We'll move on to our next matchup, uh, the three-seed Tennessee Volunteers, who, again, I thought maybe they could have been a two-seed. I didn't think that they should have been a three-seed. They come out of the SEC, too. They take on Longwood Lancers out of the Big South. And, well, I mean, Longwood has a 26-6 record, and they're one of the better three-point shooting teams and scoring teams in the nation. But Tennessee is one of the best defensive teams in the nation. They rank number seven in total defense, and they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation too. And once again, they've just been one of the better teams in the country all season. And again, maybe the SEC is actually a basketball conference now. I, 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 it is. That's why I alluded to that earlier, and it's true. I mean, this, 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 this conference has been competitive the last couple of years now. And I like Tennessee as well. I mean, I and then I also just based on the fact that I know nothing about Longwood. Um, but like you said, this Tennessee team could have been ranked higher in the tournament. Uh, they get stuck with the three seed, but you never really get to see three seeds be upset that much by the 14. So I'm taking Tennessee here. Exactly. So Tennessee is moving on to the round of 32. We then take uh, we then go on to our next matchup here. Seven seed out of the Big Ten, Ohio State taking on 10 seed out of the Missouri Valley, the Roy, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. And, well, 10 V7s are like 8 V9s. Ohio State is one of the better, best scoring teams in the country. Um, and they've also, they're also one of the good, better shooting accuracy teams in the country as well. Um, Loyola Chicago excels at both shooting accuracy and three-pointers, ranking in the top 20 in both categories. Um, but Ohio State is one of the – not has been a terrible defensive team all season uh, compared to Loyola Chicago, where they actually don't have an issue with defense. Their struggle is more along the lines of offensive rebounding. Uh, but against a bad defensive team, I feel like that should be no problem for them. Now – this game is practically a pick 'em because Ohio State actually hasn't been very good. And no, they, lost, they lost what five of their last six or four of the last five, something like that. Yeah, something like that exactly. And Loyola Chicago, I mean, this is they have, the, this is this is sorry to interrupt you, but this is a team that always when they make it to the tournament, they can make a run. Exactly. I mean, twenty eighteen, we saw them in the final four. Um, last year, they made a Sweet Sixteen appearance. Yeah. We talked about on the podcast last week. I mean, this is one of the better mid-majors like in all of Division One college basketball now. I mean, they made that Final Four appearance. This is their third 
this is their third tournament appearance in four turn. This is their third tournament appearance in five years out of four tournament appearances because 2020 was canceled. I think Loyola Chicago will win this game and they will go on and they could potentially go on a run in this tournament again. I agree. And that's why I'm taking them past Ohio state as well. Um, and it's just hard, like doing this, you see this team, whenever they make it to the tournament, always compete well. It's just hard to pick against those teams when they have like this, they know what to do once they get there. Exactly. Exactly. They just know what to do. And Hey, I'm here for it. Sister Jean sis, the legend of sister Jean lives on. That's all I got to say there. Um, everybody, she's still alive. I can't believe she is still alive. Hey, I mean, hey, long live Sister Jean. She's like, uh, Sister Jean is like Hulk, Hulkamania. Hulkamania will roll up, will, will live on forever. Sister Jean will live on forever. We say goodbye to the South region by saying goodbye to Delaware. The Blue Hens out of what the, I don't even know what the CAA is. I don't know what that is. That's a conference, I guess. Um, uh, I'm not good, like all these mid-major conferences, I don't know the acronym, what the acronym stands for. But they're facing Villanova, one of the better teams in the country, Big East champion, two seed for two seed, um, uh, for for a reason, I guess. I think Tennessee should have been the two seed, but it's okay. Um, I'm taking Villanova in this just because I they I don't see them losing. Me either. I mean, Villanova is just they're, they're such a good team, and it's this Delaware team. I mean, yes, he's they made it to the tournament. Congratulations, let's put it that way. Exactly. We now say hello to the Midwest region, and we will say goodbye to <laughs> Texas Southern because they get the right to play the number one seed Kansas Jayhawks. And it's not a matter of – and here it, here we are with Kansas. Deaf, Texas, Kansas finding a way to blow it in an easy region. They'll win this matchup. We'll see where I take them in my bracket, though. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas through here as well. I mean, well, I just want to move on to San Diego State and Creighton because I mean, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas has probably and is another team that yes, they're a one seed, but them and Kentucky to me were the two best teams all season. Yeah, I mean Kansas. Like I said, it's just a matter of how far I decide to take Kansas in my bracket here. Um, we now move on to the eight v nine matchup: San Diego State out of the Mountain West taking on Creighton out of the Big East. And looking at the strengths and weaknesses of this team, San Diego State, number one team in the, in the nation in defense. Number one in the nation in defense. And they are one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country as well. They can't make their free throws, though. Creighton, though, is just outside the top 40 and in both defense and shooting accuracy. But they can't shoot three-pointers. Looking at this here, it's kind – looking at this here, San Diego State is favored to win this game in both like – with both projections and also the point spread only to win by two and a half, though. Creighton – Creighton beat the shit out of Providence in the semifinals of the Big East Tournament and, and, and lost to Villanova in the conference ter- in the conference championship game. But San Diego State – that like they're they're the best defensive team in the country. They have been all season. I mean, I understand that like San Diego State, like they play out the Mountain West, but 
it's not the Mountain West is not like a terrible conference. It's actually one of the better mid majors. So like I'm kind of torn. Like this is like a pick. A, this is like a pick a matchup for me. Like I want to say San Diego State, but I also just like you know. I real that create that that win over Providence, how they just kicked the shit out of them in that matchup in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. But I really gotta go with the number one defensive team in the country here, and I gotta take San Diego State. What about you, my guy? Yeah, like you said, the number one team, uh, number one defense in the country, and that's it's hard to pick against that. Like I, I it's cliche, defense wins championships. This defense, I don't think. Yes, they're good. This defense is not good enough to win a to win them a national championship, but this defense is good enough to get them out of the first round against Creighton. Exactly. Exactly. We now move to the 5v12 Iowa Hawkeyes versus Richmond Spiders. Iowa, the five seed out of the Big Ten. Richmond, the 12 seed out of the A10. And they're actually the A10 champions as well. Um, uh, but Iowa is... Iowa, actually, both teams are relatively good at both ball handling and scoring. Iowa's in the top 20 in both of the, Iowa's in the top 20 in both of those categories. Richmond is number 14 in the country in ball handling, and their scoring ability is at a relative strength as well. Now, this is where their weaknesses are kind of make me laugh a little bit. Iowa struggles at rebounding on the defensive side of the ball, but Richmond can't get an offensive rebound to save their lives. So, so what are we, are we just going to like watch these two teams, like play volleyball with the basketball here? Like what's going to happen in this matchup? Like in, like in, like in the paint, they're trying to get boards, you know? Yeah, I, you're right. You might as well just be playing volleyball. Uh, but um, no, I, I, this, this Iowa team, I think is, probably another one of these teams. I know I keep saying this a lot. Another one of the top teams in the country. They're ranked. They're a five seed for a reason. Um, I They're just playing right now. They are the big time champs too. Yeah, they're playing fantastic basketball right now. And they have so many shooters on this team. And including the shooters, they have size and depth to this team. Um, exactly. This, I think this Iowa team is going to be one of these other teams you're not going to want to see coming through this tournament. Exactly. I'm with you on that there. So I'll take Iowa myself and we'll move on to our next matchup. The four seed Providence Friars out of the Big East, who have been a very good team all season, taking on the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, 13 seed out of the summit. And as mentioned, Providence has been one of the best team and one of the better teams in the country, surprisingly, all season. They are one of the better ball handling and scoring teams just falling outside the top 40. But South Dakota State actually is in the top 20 in the country in both scoring and shooting accuracy. Um, Whereas Providence has terrible shooting accuracy, whereas South Dakota State, they can't grab an offensive rebound. They fall in the bottom half. Looking at at the projections, uh, Providence is favored to win heavily. But looking at the Vegas point spread as of right now, they're only favored by two and a half. Um, I mean, I really want to take. Pro- uh, this is your thirteen over four, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I, I did. I mean, this this Jackrabbits team is on the longest winning streak in NCAA in Division One right now, with twenty one straight, 
and they're the most accurate team from deep. I mean, they're this team is undefeated when leading at halftime throughout the season. Uh, 30 and 4 for a reason. Yes, I know they play in the Summit League. It's the Summit I, League, but still, who cares? I, I watched this team play North Dakota in their championship, and this team I this team looked like a team I didn't want to bet against come tournament time, and this is going to be my 13-V4 upset. I'm with you. I'm with you. Providence got the shit kicked out of them by, by Creighton in the Big East uh, semifinals anyways. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they'll recover from that, honestly. I'm going with, I'm going with South Dakota State, too. I, I need more upsets in my bracket anyways. Um, we move on to six-seed LSU out of the SEC taking on 11-seed Iowa State out of the Big 12. And looking at this matchup here, both teams are in the top 20 in, in defense. LSU ranks number six in the country. Iowa State ranks number 18 in the country. Um, shooting accuracy is one of Iowa state's better strengths as well. Whereas LSU is a good offensive rebounding team. However, LSU can't defend and they can't grab a defensive rebound to save their lives. And Iowa state just has struggle handling the ball where, and obviously bad ball handling to lead to turnovers there. Um, but the thing is though, is that once again, I'm going to go with the SEC bias. SEC is going to be is proving to be a basketball conference, and I'm taking LSU over Iowa State here. What about you, sir? Um, I am actually taking Iowa State in this game, um, just based on the fact that while well, LSU just lost their coach on Saturday, um, and I no, I just don't know how that dynamic is going to set up for this LSU team. Granted, I know these kids have played together all season, so it's probably be fine. But I am going to like – I like this Iowa State team, especially with the fact that LSU does not take care of the basketball. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. I I just look it down to defense, honestly. I mean, Iowa State is a good defensive team, but, I mean, LSU's defense is better. And I do know that LSU did fire their coach, which I'm surprised he didn't get fired anyways before the tournament started because he should have been fired three years ago anyways, like when he was under investigation for trying to actually actively buy college basketball players. This is not European soccer. You can't buy anybody. You act like every other You act like every other coach isn't doing that. I mean, every other <laughs> coach hasn't been caught doing that. Exactly. But no, I, I mean, like – I like Iowa State in this game. I This is a team to me. This is going to be – Iowa State's actually my Cinderella team this year. Fair enough there. I respect it. I respect it. Hey, I'm just going to take LSU because I think six uh, – I think their defense is a little bit better. Um, next matchup we have here, three-seed Wisconsin out of the Big Ten taking on 14-seed Colgate out of the Patriot. The Badgers are number two in the country in ball handling – and they're also one of the better defensive rebounding teams in the country. Colgate, though, is one of the better teams in both shooting accuracy and three-point accuracy ranking in the top 20 in both of them. Ironically, though, while they're one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country, they can't make their free throws. But on the opposite side, Wisconsin can't make their three-pointers. Wisconsin is heavily favored, like, to win this in terms of projections, but they're only favored by seven and a half. And I mean, Wisconsin's a good team. They really are. And 
as much as I just want to give uneducated like opinions, like uneducated big cat like opinions, just to piss off Wisconsin fans, I can't see them losing this game. They're one. They have been one. They have been a very good team all season. They they have been good all season, but then you look and they're like, oh, they're just co Big Ten regular season champs. Exactly. Um, the inconsistent. It's it's Daft Texas and Wisconsin. Wisconsin uh, college teams being inconsistent and underachieving. Yeah, I mean, this Wisconsin team is kind of set up to me just like Providence and the fact that they have lost a lot of – or they have won a lot of close games, but they have had losses where you just kind of are shaking your head at it. And it's just like, what the um, fuck? I know. Yeah, like, so and, because of and, that – Colgate, Colgate is ranked second nationally in three-point percentage. They shoot 40% from three. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is like I said, I, I you know, I'm not going to take Wisconsin. I'm actually going to take Colgate, mainly just because, like, I don't think Wisconsin, like, because of Wisconsin, I, I don't care that they're 24 and 7. 24 and 7, that means shit to me. I mean, I've seen Wisconsin playing. They've been inconsistent, even though, even though the record says otherwise. So I'm actually going to take Colgate in this upset. I am, see, I'm on the fence about it. Um, because, like, as much as I, think Wisconsin will win this game just based on the fact that they do have big wins this year. I I like this is a game you look at. It's like this is probably one of the upsets like you can might be able to pick out. Like the other ones I kind of hard this is one I think Colgate will actually beat this Wisconsin team as well. So I'm taking uh Colgate to beat Wisconsin. Let's go. I knew it. I was like, wait a second. I knew it. I was like, wait a second, don't do this to me, Jake. Don't do this to me. You know you want to pick Colgate. I'm I'm going with my um. This one is a heart pick more than a brain pick. Yeah, yeah. Next matchup we've got here: seven seed USC out of the Pac-12 taking on ten seed Miami out of the ACC. Miami's a joke. I I, I do not know how a Jim Laranega led team somehow made it as the fourth seed in the a- ACC. That just goes to show that the ACC has been a joke all year. Um, but it is what it is that it is. But they also made the semifinals of the ACC, ACC tournament too. So um, they are a joke, but it just goes to show the ACC has been all season though. Um, USC, one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the country, and they're one of the better defensive teams overall as well. This has been another team that's been, that's been pretty decent. That's been pretty good all season. Um Miami is one of the Miami is a good shooting accuracy team. It's one of their relative strengths, but they can't. But they, they unlike you, unlike USC, Miami is on the opposite of offensive rebounding, where they can't grab an offensive board to save their lives. Ranking in the bottom half of the country, I'm going to take USC in this matchup just because I can't see I can't see a Jim Laranega led team going out going outside the first round. I really can't. I am taking the same thing as you. I'm taking USC. I just. I'm just not a fan of this Miami team at all. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just me being biased and just not liking the Canes. But I just think another one that's going my thing, USC is one of the tallest teams in the country. And mm-hmm. what, what do I like being a 6'8 human being? I like tall teams. I am exactly. in USC. Exactly. We say goodbye to the round of 64 overall. By saying goodbye to the Jacksonville State Gamecocks out of the Atlantic Sun, Auburn, one of the best teams in the country out of the SEC, two seed, 
they're moving on to the round of 32. We move out of the round of 30, out of the round of 64, and we go into the round of 32. Um, looking, looking at it now, we now go into the third round of 32, back into the West region. Um, Gonzaga versus Memphis here. Um, again, Gonzaga is just too good of a team to lose this early in the tournament. So I'm going to take Gonzaga over Memphis. I am agreeing with you. I just think this Gonzaga team is just too good of a team um, not to make it at least until the Sweet 16. Exactly. So look, going off of that there, this is like now we've got 5v4. Like I've got 5v4 Connecticut versus Arkansas. I believe you have that. Uh, no, you took. I have twelve. I have twelve v four. You have twelve v four there. So I am going to take Arkansas over UConn, just because I think Arkansas has been a better. Arkansas is a better team. Would be a better team overall. Uh, overall for that. So and again, just based off of mentioning UConn, uh, UConn is a not a good shooting accuracy team, whereas Arkansas has a good defense. So I'm going to take four. What about you with your 12v4 matchup? I am taking four as well. I just think this Arkansas team is just a very solid team all around. Um, they do everything right on both sides of the ball. Their only weakness is they're not they're not that big of a team. But I just think this team, like I said earlier, they have just depth on this team and they have a lot of scorers on this team. So I am taking Arkansas. Exactly. Fair enough there. Now I know with my I've got six v three here in the round for the West. I know you I have six did v not, three as well. Oh, you did. I thought you took um. Uh, no, you did take Alabama. That's right. I am going to be taking the Texas Tech Red Raiders in my in this matchup here. I think they will just be too good if they fit. If this matchup does happen, I think Texas Tech will be too good for Alabama. I I agree with you. I'm taking Texas Tech here as well. Um, I just think this Texas Tech team is just. I like we said earlier, just one of the best teams in the country. Um, I like this team a lot. Um, so I am trusting it. Fair enough there. I can respect that. Now in this next matchup here in the West for the round of 32, you had Michigan state against Duke. I've got Davidson against Duke. I think we both are picking Duke to come out of this matchup though. Even whoever they play. Yeah. I'm taking Duke. All right. We now move to the, East region for the round of 32. And I am. <laughs> I'm taking my I already, Tar Heels. I know, I already know who you're taking. I'm taking my Tar Heels. No, Baylor's without two of their top starters. And they lost. And, and I'm still baffled that they're a number one seed, even though they lost in their first. Even though they lost in their first. In their. I, even though they lost the first game in the Big 12 tournament to Oklahoma, they're without two of their top. They're without two of their starters, um, and I know that they're a good offensive rebounding team. But the thing is, though, is I don't know. I feel like if North Carolina can get hot, like behind Caleb Love and Brady, like if Brady Manick and Caleb Love can actually show up and actually perform in this tournament and not rely on Armando Baycott a lot, I feel like I feel like Carolina can get past this matchup here. So I'm actually going to take Carolina in this matchup. You're probably going to take Baylor just to, just because Baylor looks like a better team. No, I'm not. You're going to take Carolina. 
Yes, like I said, if they can play, if this Carolina team can go through the NCAA tournament, how they played against Duke, that's a tough team to beat. And yeah, no, you're you're not you're not wrong there. I mean, when North Carolina is on, they're on. When they're off, though, forget about it. It's painful. But moving on here, um, I have a five v four matchup. You did not choose St. Mary's, though. You've got a twelve v four matchup, correct? Yeah, I got a twelve v four matchup here. I think it, does, it doesn't matter. I'm taking UCLA. Exactly. I'm taking UCLA too. Looking at it, looking at it there. UCLA is like we said, could go on a deep run here. Um, I think it's the same thing here. Like I'm going to choose Purdue in their match in the round of 32. I think yeah. they're, I think they're just too good there. And I've got San Francisco versus Kentucky to close out the East. I know you've got Murray state against Kentucky, but I think we both can, Kentucky. yeah, we both can say Kentucky will be moving on to the Sweet 16. Uh, we now move on to the South and Midwest part rounds of 32. Um, Arizona, I'm ta- uh, over TCU. I know you chose Seton Hall, so I'm ta- Arizona nonetheless. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Arizona nonetheless going through. 12 v 13 here, though. For you, I got 12 v 4, but I'm still taking the 12. Oh, yeah. No, I'm taking the 12, too. I think UAB could make it to the Sweet 16. Um, I, I agree. I, yeah, I'm taking UAB here just based on the fact that I love Jelly Walker. I mean, he just has a sick nickname. It's, I mean, his name is Jordan Walker, but his nickname is Jelly. Jelly Walker. You can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong with Jelly at all. Um, nope. I'm taking Tennessee in this because we did. Because um, I've got. I've got six v three here, but I got eleven v three. But I'm taking Tennessee as well. Yeah, because you chose Michigan there. Ah, even if Michigan, see, that's why I didn't choose Michigan too. Because that's why I didn't choose Michigan. Because if I if Michigan somehow beat Colorado State, they're just gonna get their asses handed to them by Tennessee. So it's not even worth it for me to waste my breath on them. Um, this matchup I love ten v two. I think Loyola Chicago could pull off the upset against Villanova and go into the Sweet 16. I think they can make that. I think they can make a run, a magical run, kind of uh, as they have like the past couple of seats, like they did the past two times. I mean, Villanova is one of the better teams in the nation, but I think uh, it's March and Loyola Chicago just finds a way to win games. Um, I see. I agree with that, but I'm still taking Villanova. Just they're one of the top teams in the country, and I don't. Every time you see Villanova in the tournament, you kind of do just see them go. See, Villanova's very, for me, is like they win or they somehow get knocked out before the Sweet 16. They won the tournament in they won the tournament in 2016. They got knocked out in the second round in 2017. They won the tournament in 2018. I don't remember what they did in 2019 or 2021, to be honest, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like either as of late, they either find a way to win it all or they don't get out of the second round. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm still taking Villanova here. I mean, I I, I think Loyal Chicago's uh kind of like Cinderella runs we've seen just doesn't go on this year. Fair enough there, fair enough there. Um Deft Kansas, Deft Texas, Kansas finding a way to bottle it. They don't bottle it in the round of 32, though. I'm taking Kansas in my 1v8 matchup. I know you didn't choose San Diego State. No, you did choose San Diego State. 
Yeah, I chose San Diego State, but it's Kansas. Exactly. It's always um, been Kansas. <laughs> Iowa or South Dakota State? Iowa. I think we're going to see South Dakota State upset Providence, but I think this Iowa team is just too strong. Ah, okay. I am going to take Iowa as well. They are too strong of a team. I took LSU, and I've got Colgate there. Um, you did not take LSU, though, but you did take Colgate. Yes, I took Colgate, but I'm thinking Iowa State goes through. Iowa State's going to find themselves as an 11 seed in the round of 16 here. Or I'm taking Colgate here. over LSU. This is where my craziness begins here. So 14 seed Colgate, you are going to the Sweet 16, according to me. And then we close out the round of 32 by saying goodbye to USC, and Auburn is into the Sweet 16. Yep, I'm taking Auburn into the Sweet 16 as well. Um, I, we both haven't played in USC, but, I mean, they have the best. They're going to have the number one overall pick on their team in Jabari Smith. Exactly. So, Gonzaga versus Arkansas in the Sweet 16 here for that. Um, looking at this, I mean, Gonzaga, they're still one of the best teams in the country. Arkansas, one of the better teams in the country here. Death, taxes, Gonzaga finding a way to fuck it up somehow. Um, nah, Gonzaga goes to the Elite Eight. Gonzaga does not find themselves in the Elite Eight. Arkansas will go past Gonzaga. I like it, but not for at this point. Um, Duke versus Texas Tech for me. I am going to be taking Duke. Um, the kids are going to be playing for Coach K. Um, I feel like he will take his team to the Elite Eight. Um, Coach K, it's been a great career for you. Um, best on retirement. Um, happy to see you go. Um, Texas Tech, you are finding yourself in the Elite Eight. Wow. Okay. Two Blue Bloods, North Carolina versus UCLA for me. Nor, uh, I'm torn. I love UCLA, but Carolina is my team here. Um, oh, God, oh, God. I'm actually torn here. Like, emotionally, I'm torn with this pick. Um, Since you're torn, uh, I am taking UCLA, North Carolina. No one expected you to be in the Sweet 16 this year. It was a nice run, but UCLA, you're finding your way into the Elite Eight, and I cannot wait to see you there. I am, you know, I'm going to base it off facts. UCLA's been the better team all season. North Carolina's just been too inconsistent for me. Um, so I'm going to go with UCLA as well. And then Purdue versus Kentucky I've got, and I'm going to take Kentucky – out of this out of this matchup here because they've been one of the better teams all season. So we'll go from there. Uh what about you, sir? I love the Boilmakers. Don't ask me why. I this probably is my stupidest pick, even though it's a two V three matchup. I think this is a stupid pick for me, but I don't care. I'm taking the Boilmakers, even though I do think Kentucky will probably win this game. But by chance I I am putting I am betting on myself here and betting on Purdue and Purdue is going through. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, UAB, your magical run ends against Arizona. I'm sorry, I had UAB against Arizona, but Arizona is just too good in my opinion. UAB's run's going to continue for me. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Um, oh yeah. 
My, my this is where my run continues. I'm taking Loyola Chicago over Tennessee. SEC schools are going to start dropping eventually. Uh, are going to continue. Are going to start dropping eventually. Tennessee will be the sec- Tennessee will be one of those schools to drop. They will be the first school. They will be one of the. Fir- they will. They will drop out of the SEC schools that are remaining. Sister Jean, you go into the Elite Eight. Mm, wow. Um. Uh, what about you, Tennessee? Yep. Okay. I have Tennessee Villanova here, and I am taking Tennessee. Mm. Over Nova, Death, Texas, Kansas finding a way to fuck it up before uh, finding finding a way to fuck it up in an easy region. This is where I'm taking Iowa over Kansas. Number one goes down. Bill Self, you're a fucking idiot, and I hate your guts just because I think you're an overrated coach. I'm taking Iowa in my matchup. Oh, you're taking Iowa. Okay. What about you? What about your matchup there? I am. Taking wait, sorry, I'm lost now. Are we? We're in the Midwest of the uh, Elite Eight now. No, we're in the Sweet Sixteen still. Sweet, like Sweet, Sweet Sixteen. That's what I meant. Sorry, um, sorry, I got I got lost on here. Um, I am taking Kansas. I I love this Kansas team. Um, it's nice to seeing. It's nice seeing Kansas be good again. I mean, they were always kind of a staple for me and you growing up of being good in college basketball. They're finally getting back to like their prime after they kind of had a couple down years. Um, Kansas, you are seeing yourself into the Elite Eight. Okay. Now, my last matchup here and that I have for the Sweet 16, I have Colgate taking on Auburn. And Colgate, thank you for coming to the tournament. Thank you for being a 14 seed making the Sweet 16. But Auburn has just been too good all season, so I've got I've got to go with Auburn here. And I and I'm on to the Elite 8. What about you, sir? Um Auburn is also going to to the Elite 8 Iowa State. It was nice seeing you guys have a nice run, but Auburn, you are going through to the Elite 8 and you are going to be my sweet princes. There you go. I we are now into the Elite 8. I've got Gonzaga versus Duke and well I hate Duke, but Gonzaga is bound to fuck it up somehow in this tournament. And this is the matchup that I think, uh, based off of this, I think this is the matchup Gonzaga will find a way to fuck it up. Um, again, the kids will play for Coach K. Um, I think Coach K will go to a Final Four in New Orleans, and that is where and that is where he will meet be up there. Gonzaga, Mark Gonzaga, once again, you fall short. You fail to win. That's my opinion there. Well, um, my fi- uh, my Elite Eight coming out of the West is um, I got Arkansas and Texas Tech. Um, and I'm taking Texas Tech to sign themselves into way into the Final Four. Kansas, I know I this podcast, I was talking high about you guys. I just think Texas Tech is going to be too good at the end of the day. Um, and I, I just... I, I, I don't know why this one was a tough one for me to pick because both these teams, like, I think they're both tough, nitty-gritty teams, but I think Texas Tech edges this game out and finds themselves into the Final Four. Fair enough there. I respect it. I respect it. Um, my next matchup I have here is UCLA against Kentucky in the Elite Eight, and this is where Kentucky's dreams go to die. Um, UCLA, I've been riding them high all podcast. 
I think that they will go on to go on a run and make the final four again. I'm taking UCLA in my matchup here for their elite eight. Um, what about you and your elite eight matchup there for the East region? Um, I have UCLA versus Purdue, and I think UCLA, you found yourself into the Elite Eight, but you're on end here. Purdue and the Boilmakers find themselves into the Final Four. All right. In the, uh, I've got Arizona and Loyola Chicago in the South region of the Elite Eight. And I've been riding high on Loyola Chicago, all, like, for this, but I think that their magical run ends in the regional final, and I'm taking Arizona to the final four. Um, see, and up here I have Tennessee against UAB. Uh, UAB, your magical run will end. I'm sorry, Tennessee is going through to the final four. I like it. I like it. So I have in my Midwest Elite Eight matchup Iowa versus Auburn, and. This actually seems like it could be a very good matchup, seeing how Auburn is one of the better defensive teams in the country, but Iowa's one of the better offensive teams in the country. Um, Iowa is a very good team. Auburn is a very good team. I actually will be taking I will be taking Auburn in this one. I also am seeing Auburn beat Kansas in my Elite Eight matchup. Um, out of the Midwest, and I am seeing Auburn go through into the Final Four. We will see you boys in New Orleans. Yes, and now we go to New Orleans for the Final Four. My first matchup here is two Blue Bloods, Coach K and Duke taking on the UCLA Bruins. And Coach K, your retirement begins April 2nd of 2022. That is when that is your last game. I am taking UCLA. They get revenge after losing to Gonzaga. They get revenge after losing to Gonzaga in buzzer beater fashion last season. They make the championship game. Um, and I've been riding high with this team. They will be going to the national championship over Duke. Um, so in my final four, I have Purdue versus Texas Tech and the Boilmakers. You are finding yourselves in a national championship on April 4th. Congratulations. Yeah. And then my second, my la- my second final four matchup. I've got Arizona versus Auburn, and my bracket, you know, my bracket's just good. My, I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out how I got here with Arizona, Auburn, Duke, and UCLA in my final four. This is probably the most random final four I've had, but you know what? I'm going with an all Pac-12 final. I am going with Arizona and UCLA. Oh, all right. See, I have in my other side of the final four, I have two SEC teams in Tennessee versus Auburn, but I am seeing Auburn go through into the national championship to take on Purdue, a two versus three seed. I have four V one, a rematch of the PAC 12 championship Uh, for the national championship. You see LA taking on Arizona and you know what? Arizona, you've been a good team all season. Arizona, you're the Pac-12 champions. Arizona, you beat UCLA head-to-head two games to one. Arizona, you're not winning. UCLA gets their revenge. UCLA will re- return to the promised land. 
They will win their first national championship since 1995. Mick Cronin will be a hero. Um, and then Johnny Juzane, um, Johnny Juzane will have realized that transferring to UCLA was a better option than staying at Kentucky. And he will win the most outstanding player, in my honest opinion, for the tournament. I'm taking UCLA as my national champion. Um, well, you see here in my national championship, I am seeing Purdue versus Auburn. And I want to congratulate Bruce Pearl and the first overall pick next year, Jabari Smith, on winning a national championship against Purdue. Auburn, you are my national champions this year. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, so let me just finish submitting my, I'm going to finish submitting my picks here. Um, I just got to pick a final score for mine, um, mainly just because that's for tiebreaker purposes. Um, I am going to say the score for the national championship game will be 77 to 68. See, mine was a little closer than that. I had 71 Auburn, 66 Purdue. I like it. I like it. I like it. So you've got Purdue as your national champion. No, Auburn. I mean, Auburn as your national champion. I have, I have UC, I will have UCLA as my national champion. This is the main bracket that I will have. I'm pretty sure that I will just make another bracket for shits and giggles for our group as well. You're more than welcome to as well. Anybody that is in our group is more than welcome to do that as well. Multiple entries. I enjoyed this episode. I really did, honestly. I, I enjoyed making the brackets. I don't know how I... <laughs> I, w I went on an adventure with this one. I'm not going to lie. I, I think we both did. We both well, have some teams in there that a lot of people probably haven't expected. Um, I mean, you look at my East and my Midwest region, there's not really too much crazy in there, but you get up top with UAB and then that New Mexico State update. I like my bracket, and I am confident in Auburn winning a national championship. I am scared, though, about my Final Four having two SEC teams in it and Tennessee and Auburn playing each other, but, hey, it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. I I mean, it is what it is there for that. Um, but other than that, I've enjoyed this. Uh, I have enjoyed this altogether. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with our brackets. We'll see what happens in the group. Um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you come out, hopefully you come up short and, uh, you lose, uh, you lose in the bracket challenge. Um, all joking aside, no, I hope we both do well because this is our idea and we don't want to look like complete idiots here, but I don't have any other thoughts in the, I don't have any other thoughts in this, uh, on this podcast. Do you have any final thoughts before we conclude, sir? No, not any final thoughts, but I just want to say, uh, you guys are welcome. It took me and Jeremy three takes to do this episode because, uh, Mr. Michelson had some important calls for Jeremy. So, uh, it took us three takes for this episode. So you guys are welcome. Yeah, you guys are welcome. My dad called me three times. I'm just like, hi dad. What do you want dad? I mean, Hey, you know, family, when family calls, you got to answer. I do have one more final thought. And I just want to shout out a good friend of mine as it was their birthday yesterday. I want to shout out my wonderful podcast co-host, 
Mr. Jacob Sosha and wish him a happy 25th birthday. I, I, I know that we talked yesterday. I wished you a happy birthday. But if I'm doing all birthday, if all, I'm doing all these birthday shout outs, I might as well shout you out, even though you probably don't deserve it because you think you're a better co-host than I am. But I love you, buddy. Um, this is the sappy moment of the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed your birthday yesterday. Um, I don't have anything else to say other than the fact that I hope that we do better than Paiska in this group. I'm glad that he's in the group, though. Um, but anybody, as mentioned, everybody is welcome to join the Lonely Heart Sports Pod group for ESPN Tournament Challenge. I know that I just need to submit my, my bracket into the group. Uh, but with that being said, join the group, ESPN Tournament Challenge. Lonely Heart Sports Pod is the name of the group. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your preferred podcasts. Um, follow us on Twitter as well at LHS Podcast 2021. There you will find a link to the bra- to the group to join to create your bracket. Anybody is welcome, no charge or buy for a buy-in. Um, and until then, just keep on keeping on and come on, UCLA, come on.